Triple Threat Podcast, where just like the Hot Chip Challenge, you'll probably need a cold beverage to go with this one. I am your host, Natural Underscore Wonder, bringing the heat as usual. Um, Shout out to my Caucasian daughter, Caitlin Clark, out here doing a darn thing. Throwing it on over to Juanita. Hey, at Sage B. Love on the bird. Follow us on Twitter at, at Bonnet Gang. Um... Shout out to the folks, man. Players and purveyors of game and the lovers alike. Um, mm. It really just like blows my mind that y'all listen to me talk like weekly. <clears throat> so thank you. Appreciate you. And, and stay uh, tuned. Absolutely. And that's all I'll say on that. Uh, special shout out to Rational Lakers fans, all six of y'all. Thank you. <laughs> because the Lakers still stink. There's just no way around it. Anthony Davis said it. Like, we can all see it. It's just, it's not going well right now. But, I mean, again, we are barely at the 15-game mark. At, so, I'm not games. like... Oh, we're 16 games? 16 games. Tonight, May 16th. They're mm. 8 and 8. We're 20% of the way through this, just under 20% of the way through the season. Yeah. So. I said I wasn't taking anything seriously and panicking until after Kwanzaa. I stand by that. Um, It's just been a lot of stuff that, like, Agenda watching has really ruined the fan experience for me. Like, it was fun at first when I was slandering James Harden, and now it's, like, me reaping versus me sowing. Like, because <laughs> the thing is, niggas don't actually know what they're watching. So, like, they're, everything supports an agenda that's not even there. Like, it's one thing if, it, if, if it's happening – like, I can't do anything about it, but, like, y'all just be making stuff up. Like, Russ can't blah, 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 Russ is West Brick, West Brick. And I'm like, the nigga's shooting, like, 43% from three this season. And he's taking at least four a game. So, <laughs> y'all might want to end that narrative for now. But, like, the other game, they were like, why did Russ take that three? 
And I was like, he was three for five at the time. So, so logic would say if somebody is shooting 60% from three, that a three-point shot is not a bad shot. It's Russell Westbrook. But he's still shooting three for five. Look, I'll put it to you like this. If you were shooting three for five from three, and the game was on the line and you had an open three. Guess what you doing? Shooting that shot. Because somehow the same niggas that was like it was a good shot for Dame is not a good. Like pulling up from half court when you look at the statistics, that nigga was lighting it up from half court. Logo Lillard. But you can't apply the same logic to a nigga that's three for six. And it's just frustrating because now, like, people are saying y'all are addicted to blaming Frank Vogel. Like, what is like, what is he supposed to do, you know, if they blow the lead? Like, he coached them to the big lead. And I'm like, I'm watching. Shout out to the Black Samba. Happy belated. And he said, you know, he took uh, Russ, AD, and Melo out and sat them for significant minutes. And, and you were saying that they started the fourth quarter with them on the bench. And that's when things went awry. So it's like, yeah, that's Frank Vogel's fault. He can literally undo his own work if he does stupid stuff like that. And see, the thing with the Lakers, and I said this a few weeks ago, and then Anthony Davis echoed what I said like a week after I said it. And I'm saying it again right now. The Lakers do not have an identity. They don't know who they are, and they're not sure who they want to be yet. They simply just have not found that. And because of that, these are the games that you get. I saw something. Like, everybody's still on this Buddy Hill love fest. And somebody was like, you don't, um, with Frank Vogel, you don't uh, get players and then expect him to coach around it. You get players that play to his strengths. And I was like, that sounds real. Would you rather have Brad Stevens or a franchise player-ish, in my but opinion? That, but that is technically what's happening. That's why the look. If you look at the Lakers roster, like the Lakers got DeAndre Jordan for no God knows what reason. I'm actually not even sure, really. But they have him in the in, in Frank Vogel's like, yo, I gotta start this dude. But it's like you got 18 guards. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And then Russell Westbrook. Bunch of dudes who can shoot like just random. Like they have shooters now. Now, granted, they ain't been making shit the last few games. I've been peeping. Like Wayne Ellington, you've been pump faking on bullshit. I see it. You make your first three and then you miss your next five. But anyway, for the Lakers, their personnel dictates that they will play smaller or that they should play smaller. But Frank Vogel doesn't like how they look on defense and they're too small and they give up rebounds. But the issue with them is if you lean all the way into your offense, other teams will have to adjust to you. And then defending them gets a lot easier. 
but for him they're stuck in the middle because they have to somehow figure out their offensive philosophy and still try to find their defensive philosophy and communication and all of that mind you this is a team that returned three players from last season one just got back for the first time this year three games ago and LeBron is out so this is this is all new for a whole lot of people and it's a very steep learning curve for a whole lot of people especially when you have injuries and guys are playing somewhat out of position um which is also on Frank Vogel because why are we playing Rondo and Russ at the same time like she would have like no stop doing that and going back to that point you go get talent you go get what talent you can get like I understand you construct it to a point this is not like you went and got six centers. This isn't the um. Remember that year the Clippers drafted like Michael Olowokandi, then like Chris Wilcox, and then like three other centers, and we were like, "Yo, what is y'all doing?" Yeah. Like this ain't that. You got something that if you logically just sit down and try, you can figure some things out. It's too much like right. It's way too much like, right. And it's so weird for him not to be able to finagle a lineup he likes. But the issue, again, for the Lakers is going to be offense. Because, truthfully, they shouldn't have to rely on LeBron this much to score. Mm-hmm. Or facilitate. Right. And that's really 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 irking my nerves excuse me they don't have an offensive philosophy to lean on like there are times tonight where I'm like yo if you would just flash middle just a real quick duck in you got a a quick jump hook left hand layup Malik Monk ran it a couple times, got a left-hand layup right in the middle of the floor. But they don't have an offensive philosophy that always sends someone to that point. Like, they have sets, and sets are cool. But when you don't feel like running a set, they just go out there and do what the hell they feel. That's how you get Russell Westbrook and... um, who, who was he running two-man action with tonight? That was just working my... Fuck. Who was that? He was running the two-man action with... uh. He ran it with Bazemore, and I wanted to, like... Bleach sounded real good at the time. I'll just say that. Because <laughs> it's like, this can't be the offense where... 16 seconds at a clock is you trying is this nigga dribbling trying to get an angle for a pick so he can get it to you on a pick and pop in the three and you like four three and you rush it and nobody is in re- is in position to rebound because they ain't moved all possession like y'all gotta say like I need back picks 
I need side cuts. I, I need all kinds of shit. It's too much that can be done that's not being done. And that's a problem for me. Like, you you putting a lot on LeBron for no reason when you don't have to. Like, these is grown-ass men. They can learn plays. If they can learn plays, they can learn a system. You need a system, some kind of philosophy. They can go to go okay, to or something, please. You see how you assess the problem and made up a coaching strategy in like five minutes? Granted, it probably took you some time, you know, to watch and evaluate what's going on, but you literally came up with a plan. Why is the nigga getting paid millions of dollars at the professional level unable to do that? You the coach, my nigga. You are a professional coach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's so. <clears throat> it. I'm at a point where he he just needs to be fired. Like he's not the right coach for this group of talent. And and it's unfortunate because he's not a bad coach. He just don't fit, and he's unwilling to adapt. Which is the problem. Now he's trying some shit like DeAndre Jordan like died for like three games. And then he came back tonight and it was like, this is why he didn't play. I hope Dwight's dead. That's the only reason why he should be in the game. (laughs) Like, is there something happened to Dwight? What is the... Because, no... That big, that big for nothing, mother. You, DeAndre Jordan. I'm gonna cut this into a clip. So this, DeAndre Jordan needs to retire. This nigga is an affront to basketball at this point. It is obscene what he is doing to the game right now. Like, sit down, dog. You. Ain't no way in hell you in these film sessions like, yeah, man, this is something I can be better at. No, it's not. You was giving your best right there. That's all you got, my G. That's it. Go home. Start, like, get a cat. I don't know. Learn to sew. Take pottery classes. (laughs) Take that next step. Like I heard Soul Cycle was popping. You should go see about it. Um, do some yoga on the beach. Take a spiritual journey, man. Go find yourself. Cause it's not on the basketball court. That much I can tell you. Like you, this is it. Like you are stealing. You are a thief. Put put you on a wanted poster. This is grand larceny at this point. Them fraud embezzlement. <laughs> embezzled. 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 Good lord. Shit don't make no sense. I mean, don't make no sense. You be running like you waist deep in quicksand. Playing volleyball is- and shit. Bro, what the f- get the rebound. If you gonna if you can touch it, grab it. Then what the fuck? And that is where I'm kind of like, Palinka, what were we doing here?
Because, like, we were on our way, and then it just went downhill. Like, we brought Rondo back. Mello, okay, Mello is, I'm not going to apologize to Mello because I still stand by what I say. Like, this nigga was not no political prisoner, and I wasn't quite high on him. But he has been serviceable, and for the role they're going to need him in in the playoffs, I think he could be a good addition. So that one, advantage Palenka. But then, like, DeAndre Jordan, like, why? Like, I want, I need a PowerPoint presentation as a fan as uh, on what we were supposed to expect from that. The um, nigga was half dead mean? in Brooklyn. Half? Well, I was being generous, yeah, yeah. <laughs> half? Bro, somebody pull the plug. Pull the goddamn mm-hmm. plug. Bro, it's like... When some, <clears throat> it's like when somebody gets into a real bad accident, and they got like super severe brain damage, and they like just ain't existing no more, and their and their family's like, no, let's keep them. <laughs> They're, like, bro, are you calling DeAndre Jordan a basketball vegetable? Yes. Oh no. Oh yes. God. Oh, it's over. (laughs) It's over. Dog, like they keep he keep getting passed from homie to homie. Dog, you think he was? Never mind. Never mind. So moving on to the next team. Good God. Teams that aren't having trouble. The Warriors. Them light skinned niggas actually proved me wrong. Because I says I, I don't trust Steve Kerr. I don't trust that the roster has improved at, that much to where, you know, it's going to be much different than last year. And everybody stepped it up. Like, Jordan Poole is hooping and producing. Steph is giving us what we wanted. Like, we said, you know, Steph being the only nigga on the team, for real, for real, like the only superstar like that, we wanted to see him do do what he do. We wanted to see him have James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Dame Lillard, you know, those type games where you carrying. And he's he's been delivering. Not saying that, like, you know, his career, his legacy or whatever was on the line, but that he's still doing what we ask. Is playing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's messed up. Cause I've always been a very big fan of Steph. Like since he his sophomore no freshman year at Davidson caught him in the tourney I was hooked. It was watching him bloom into this player has been funny because it's the oh he's got to do this in the playoffs. I'm like the nigga got three rings. I it's been done at some point like you not mm-hmm. like I don't really know how what else to tell you. Like three rings, five finals, you know, hey. But for the Warriors, they are, their young guys are doing a phenomenal job. A phenomenal job. Like everybody, you can tell they have a really good system. Of de- like develop of development at least, 
And granted, a lot of these niggas had like two years to develop. Like they got a lot of playing time, which uh-huh. helps. And um, I really, I think their size might be a problem in the playoffs. But ultimately, these niggas is it. Like, they defend well. They can shoot. They attack the rim. It's good money. They play the same kind of frenetic basketball that Steph plays. Mm-hmm. Like That's infectious. what it is. They they match his energy to a team. They match his, yeah. And shit, it's like, if you ever watch Water Boil, like, actually just stand there and just watch it. Like, when the little bubbles start, and then they just start, they gradually just start getting bigger. Because, like, you can't lose Steph, but that nigga don't stop moving. So you mm-hmm. end up losing him anyway. <laughs> but in trying not to lose him, you lose sight of everybody else. So hard, I guess. And <laughs> nature of the beast when you play that team. Well, shout out to them. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the Nets for losing to them the other oh, night. Man. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Kevin Durant ain't got no help. <laughs> oh God! Somebody tagged me in that Stephen A. rant, and I was like, in the process of him trying to, you know, rip Kyrie a new one, he sufficiently. Tore beard to shreds in the process. Two birds, one stone. You can't beat it. Like, yeah, I feel bad for dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he demanded a trade because he has no help. No help? No help? None. Which is funny because James Harden played better than him. Mm-hmm. From what I understand. So, like, now you see how all of these, like, Russ narratives got started. Not saying that Russ was better than him, but he had definitely playoff series where he was outperforming. Like, Kevin Durant got the yips before he went to uh, Golden State. Mm-hmm. And we watched that happen. And he gets mm-hmm. swept under the rug, and everybody makes him out to be this huge victim. And now we're seeing, like, yes, he's a phenomenal player, but to say he has no help? None? When James Harden, like, he was trash to start, but, like, he had, like, a 30-point triple-double the other night or something like that. Like, he's had some pretty, like, you know, regular stat lines for him during this month. Also, also, as far as Kevin Durant goes, um, I'm not letting him off the hook. Like, don't do that. Don't let him off the hook. Let's go. Let's I'm get so him. I'm tired of Kevin Durant. And like and not 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 of Kevin Durant, but like I, I thoroughly enjoy him playing like his play. 
the, the but just the way he gets treated, right? He just managed to slip through the cracks. Like niggas be seeing what they want with him. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just so funny, like. And when they blew that three-one lead against the Warriors. And then the Warriors blew that 3-1 lead against Cleveland and he went and joined the Warriors and then he left the Warriors and went to Brooklyn. But somehow Steph was the one who had to prove some shit. Somehow. The 3-1 lead had nothing to do with him. No, no. You bring up 10 for 31 and all of a sudden nobody has anything to say in my mentions. 10 for 31 in a closeout game. Game six, buddy. At home. I synced it. I synced it. But he is this poor, innocent victim. And then anytime you call him out about it, this is why I hate the media. Like, then he, oh, God. It's something about DMV niggas. Cause, like, I've been listening to uh, Wale's latest uh, project, and it's really good. But that nigga is so, like, annoyingly emotional. It's like they're sensitive, and then they're, like, slightly toxic but then like when you call them out on it or whatever they want to act tough and act hard but it's like nigga pick a lane and stick with it and it's just like i can't listen to wale without thinking of kevin durant and being annoyed by both of them at the same time and then in turn being annoyed by the entire dmv i'm sorry it's just them niggas are just annoying Hey, it be like that. It do be like that. Cause I'm he was liking tweets. Yes. Like stop it. And it's and it's weird. It's weird. Niggas was like, cause the article was like, it's been two years and the Warriors are finally winning the breakup with Kevin Durant. And it was like the Warriors missed the playoffs for two years straight. And I'm like, okay. The Nets missed the playoffs for a year, and then they just made the playoffs last season and lost in the second round. whoop de doo I I don't understand. And only one of them niggas was top three in MVP voting last year. Let's just be real. So I with him liking tweets and and even paying attention to that article it's like why like why you know people are gonna talk about it you like that was the most scrutinized move that was like the biggest move since LeBron went to Miami and you know this so like when he was in that space at that time asking the reporter like well why do you care and why are y'all believing him over me and why do y'all even care why I did what I did and I'm just like Cause this is entertainment, you doofus. Like, what are you even talking about? And it's just like he gets on my last nerve, and it's not even about him leaving or any like all fandom and, and agendas aside. It's just like, bro, come on. Have a bit of self-awareness. Just a scotch. Just a touch. Just a little dab of though. Because it's like, to be as talented as he is, it's like he's always whining about something. 
and it's always something stupid. It's then we get to the conversations of like, oh, he's the best player in the world. And I'm like, oh, not really sure that's true. And he's like, he does more things on the basketball court than Steph. And I'm like, I'm really not sure if that's true. It's like preference aside, like, let's just, he's 16 and can score. Step six three, and can score. Like more things on the basketball court is mm, wouldn't go that. Do like, either of them really facilitate like that for it to be a? Because I was gonna say like defensively, I think when you say like more things on the court, I would give it to uh, KD because like he has improved on the defensive end tremendously, and Steph has too. But not to to me to the extent that he has. But like Steph, Draymond's more of the facilitator. But that's not for a lack of ability. Like, cause I yeah. mean, it's the same Steph, like average nine assists. And this is like true. Years, he's much better now. <clears throat> like he's still that he's still a point guard. It's like, and then. Just looking at him on offense, I'm like, bro, he's got three different facets to his game that he's elite at. Like, he is an elite point guard. He's also an elite off-ball player, and he's also an elite scorer. And these are all three different things. And I think when we talk about doing more things on the basketball court, I'm like, a lot of these niggas do one thing well. And I got a different, a bunch of different ways to do it. But like, <laughs> being shots fired, able, shots fired. But being able to do, to actually be like, do different shit and do different things well, that's something else. Because I'm like, you can be, it's like, let's see, you can be a phenomenal butcher, right? All you do is cut meat. You got knives for this shit. You, you do all of this. All you do, you just a butcher. But then there's somebody who's a butcher, can cut as good as you. Maybe they don't have as many knives and nothing like that because I need that space to, like, to go for their marinades and shit. Like, they do a whole bunch of other stuff with the things that they do. Not that what you do is unimportant. They just do a whole lot of other shit. I feel you. I just, I'm tired. Like, Stephen A was dead wrong. Yo, he was. He absolutely was. First of all, the other part of this, him hoping Kyrie gets cut, like, you're doing a lot, my G. Like, let them handle that the way they're going to handle that. Because, first of all, unless you footing that bill, Kyrie ain't going nowhere. 
I know you made $10 million in that work. You like a Hebrew slave, but trust me, you ain't paying that. Because, like, my thing is, you can think Kyrie's an idiot and think what he's doing is, like, wildly irresponsible from a um, public health perspective. But then that's it. Like, you... That's it. Constantly, like, making it a thing and giving him more attention. Like, we just stopped talking about him. And I was fine not talking about him. I'm still fine not talking about him. But you yeah. coming out <clears throat> and, and saying that Kyrie betrayed Kevin Durant and all of this other shit, and it's, it's, it's tired. Dude, first of all, you too damn old to be the sports Wendy Williams. Okay? This shit don't make no damn sense. All right? You can critique his decision to do what he did. You did that. Move on. He ain't said nothing to you. He ain't said nothing at all. Let that be what it is. Discuss the team that's playing. And the team that's playing lost to the Warriors. Mm. What happened in that game? Kevin Durant didn't play well. Discuss. It's real simple. It's real simple. You gonna blame the loss on a nigga who ain't there? Team told him don't even show up, but he the reason that they didn't win. He didn't even play, and they knew he wasn't playing. They planned for him not to play. They put a whole game plan in place with the knowledge that he wasn't playing. And you up here acting like, oh yeah, no, nah. he the reason they lost because he didn't play. There's a lot going on with the Nets. There's a lot more going on with the Nets than Kyrie being out. Like, Joe Harris is out. It throws off their rotations. It's all kinds of weird shit. Either way, Kevin Durant has to be better than what he was against the Warriors. If they uh-huh. wish to beat the Warriors, that is. Speaking of weird arguments and narratives, people are mad the Chicago Bulls are good. And it's like, why? Oh, man. This win don't count. This Why? Like, let them have it. It's not like when the Orlando Magic were top the league. You know, remember those couple years where, like, the Magic would start off, like, 6, 7, and 0? And then they would just go to hell. It's not like they're having some quality wins. They've figured it out. They've caught a rhythm. They have good chemistry. They're not bothering anybody. So I'm not understanding why everyone is so mad at the Chicago Bulls, particularly Ramina, is happy. Like, that. it's just blowing my mind. Like, they don't bother anybody. Oh, they haven't been popping since 98. Nigga, what are okay. you talking about? And... Wouldn't and. that make for like one that's inaccurate because the whole rapist rose era was an exciting time for them, and then two, even if it were true, what does that like? Wouldn't that be even more reason to be happy that they're not trash this year? Like, they don't know. People can't find peace. Pe- like peace is very hard to come by. 
And I noticed that when your team is trash, your life don't really be like that fire. I peep. You be wanting to argue with niggas for no reason. You be arguing over shit that don't matter. I thought you left it there. No, I thought you left it there. I was like, why'd you just pick it up? So when it comes to watching the Bulls play, you see a couple of ex-players. They up there having fun. Time of their life. Winning. At a good clip. Dude taking threes and shit, making them. Playing defense. And, and your team, I mean, your team got like rookie of the year runner up. It's cool. I'm saying, like, you waiting on niggas to come back from injury. I understand the struggle. I do. But ultimately, ultimately, um, you don't love DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> like, you, <clears throat> like you love Big Booty Judy down in South Beach. And, um, <laughs> it, and it shows. It shows. They blame they they blame him for a lot of things. A lot of things. We talking about the Raptors, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. Um that's all the fans. Fun. Like, let me let me be more specific. Like, we watched them be the number one seed in the East and just fold like fresh laundry. And the fans just passed the buck. That was the year that no, that was the other year that no, that no, that was the year because there was no his hand, his hand was hurt. No, no, that was the year. Uh, uh, I'm like, oh god. So to be clear with that one, um, every like they hate Demar for some reason. And I was just trying to get some context because I was like, all of y'all was trash. Like, why are you singling this nigga out when all of y'all was trash? Everybody. Okay. We like, saw it. We watched it. Yeah. Like, Kyle Lowry was running around hyperventilating and had to go. To, like, we saw him have to go take a walk in the middle of a game. So, like, what are we talking about here? And I was like, what's the issue here? Like, what what has Kyle Lowry done for y'all to be this up in arms well you know he had this game in the first round against the Celtics in this year and I'm like okay a first round win cute mm-hmm. yeah this, uh, against the heat in in whatever year took him to seven and I was like mm, okay sure but it was, like, one series they actually ended up losing. The other series, like, it didn't matter because they lost, like, the next round. So it was kind of like y'all celebrating first, second-round victories. Okay. And then what happened? And they were all, like, 2018, DeMar, like, had that piss-poor game where he had, like, five points and was on the bench sulking and da 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 And I went back and I looked at that series. That was the series they got swept. Now, DeMar DeRozan outscored Kyle Lowry in three of those four games. He had a pitiful game, but game four, Kyle Lowry had five points. 
And I brought that up and everybody was like, it was a 40 point blowout. Like everybody sucked. And I was like, yes, but y'all are making it sound like DeMar like tapped out on y'all. And Kyle Lowry did the same thing. Well, why are we blaming him? And I'm like, but why are you blaming DeMar when he played significantly worse in each game? Well, he's a facilitator. He's not supposed to score. So then what are y'all talking about? Like, that's that's the part that pissed me off. Like, none of the arguments were consistent. You're saying that he's dragging him around and carrying him, and he has all these clutch performances. Then when I bring up numbers that, like, yo, his numbers weren't better than DeMar. How is he this clutch player, like, dragging DeMar's dead carcass around if y'all never won anything until Kawhi got there? And then, too, like, his numbers, again, like, aren't better than DeMar's. So and then 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 I start getting hit with advanced metrics. <laughs> They're on court, nigga. I don't know what none of these numbers mean, so I'm gonna take it as disrespect. <laughs> Do you want to fight? Also, you're giving me advanced stats and a sweep, a sweep in which he had five points in an elimination game. I don't care about those numbers. Those numbers, not these numbers, those numbers. <laughs> I care about the numbers I brought up. But and like I said his his on court, his defensive like the the offensive efficiency, nigga, they got outscored every single game. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So it's just like I understand their sensitivity. Because they really are, like, they get no love from mainland uh, NBA fans. No love from ESPN. Like, no love from really the NBA community as a whole. Nobody respects their championship or their franchise. And it's just like, I, you know, they be fighting for their lives every day. Because nobody watches and nobody cares. But, like, we don't have to lie to kick it. Like, there is some reasoning behind the perception and I understand, like, I try and be sensitive to that because I know some people probably see me argue on behalf of one Russell Westbrook and think the same thing. But it's just like, niggas is actually lying on Russ. Like, legit lying on him. We watched the Raptors when they were on NBA, the regular uh, playoffs channels and not NBA TV. It was ugly. We remember LeBronto. It was ugly. And they get every mid-range jumper you can imagine. That nigga was hitting carnival shots and drinking beer. <laughs> Another one. Woo! Hurry, hurry, hurry. We're here to eliminate the Raptors. Step right up, step right up, get your tickets. Nigga told Norm Powell his own play. (laughs) We saw that happen. Nigga had to get that nigga off the court or keep him from leaving the court so they wouldn't get a technical. This nigga was doing charity for the Raptors. That's how bad he was tearing them up. He felt bad. It ain't nothing personal. Child. Child. 
That's that's I a guess. different kind of ass whooping, man. They whooping your ass to be a nice to you the whole time. That's, that's all right. No, thank you. Oh, I'll kill you. Hey, you know what? If you go left, you might score on me next time. Nigga, shut up. <laughs> no, I like that move you did there, young blood. Next time you want to keep your elbow in, fuck out of here, bro. But yeah, uh, shout out to the W or the NBA. Good luck to everyone. And again, I'm not engaging you guys seriously in dialogue until after Kwanzaa. So hang in there, guys. You're almost there. Um, some more somber news. NFL. Oh, oh, the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Cam's back. Kill a Cam. Cam, Cam, Cam just couldn't Cam. live with their failures. What did so that bring? Where did that bring them? Back to Cam. And he already got white people upset. Cam, of course, scores and makes it all about himself. Ah, uh, nature is healing. He ought to just dab just for old time's sake. Just, just to really piss him off. Restore that the phone real quick. Because, ooh wee. The Panthers needed him and that win. Boy, shout out to Robbie Anderson. That nigga is just ecstatic. They were showing his faces when he was looking at Sam Darnold versus when he's looking at Cam. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of faces, Odell's didn't change this week, unfortunately. The Rams went out hella sad. Uh, it was all that talk of super team, super team, super team. And Matthew Stafford pooped the bed. Like, pooped the bed. And, um, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it was good for me because I played my sister-in-law. She had Matthew Stafford in fantasy, and he sucked. So, shout out to him for giving me that win. But, like, one day Odell's going to be happy. I don't know what day. But one day. Yeah, I mean, that game sucked for the Rams. Not for me, but for the Rams, you know. <laughs> it got nothing to do with me, you know what I'm saying? I expect Odell and Matthew Stafford to get on somewhat of a page. I mean, he was only on the team three days when they played. Yeah. Um, you know, it's football. You got to get your reps in. got to get your chemistry up. Uh, <clears throat> the Niners played a hell of a game, though. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Shout to, out to that defense for giving me 16 points. We another team that got back on track this weekend is Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, sir. Over the, over the Las Vegas Raiders. And I just got one question Sean Jackson, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Where the fuck are you going? Like, what did you see? What was it? What were you, what, 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 can you walk? I, I want to know. 
I honestly want to know because I saw you catch the ball free and clear of two defenders with the end zone immediately in front of you. Like, all you have to do is just turn around. Just, just, just run straight. Or fall down. Like, there were literally two options that would have worked in that situation. You didn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> you picked the most irrational option? Why? Because when you call... Okay, so... I don't understand. I don't... I'm I'm lost. I'm like the level of lost I am. Don't even like. Like when he, soon as he did that, I knew the game was lost. It didn't even matter what <laughs> what pick Derek Carr was finna throw. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I'm like, oh, this that's happening. Yeah, they lost. All the right. worst finna happen. This this is finna get bad, and it did. It got bad. It but so shout tired. out to Blage, Beige Blake Bortles for snapping out of it. My hey. fantasy team did need you too, buddy. And I hey, appreciate them look, 30 points. The Raiders apparently dropped like two picks. It's like he almost did. Like he 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 almost free and clear. He almost there. He getting back in the he getting back in the form. Them almost picks gonna be on the money late, like in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Boy, 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 that team. Oh, Lord, the Raiders. This one, I watch the NFL. These niggas are on my damn nerves. I can see that. <laughs> Perfect Carr, time to protest. Like, <laughs> Derek Carr. Like, they talking about Derek Carr, like, he going to be here next year. Lord have mercy, get him off this team. Please, for the love of all that is holy, get him off this team. Just report that he was CC'd on the email. Like, says he, he got emails. I know he got emails. The first two thirds of his brother's name is David Duke. He got emails. I know it. I know he got emails. You ain't even got it. He got text messages too, I bet. Facebook, Facebook messages, aims, all of that. MySpace messages. Mm-hmm. He got them. He got them. You should check them out. I bet he do. Because, boy, that nigga, it, it turned week 10 and he turned into a pumpkin. Mm-mm. Um... Switching gears now to a little more somber note. Uh, news came out this afternoon. Young Dolph was killed in his hometown. Uh, trying to support a black business that he really, uh, really rocked with. And I don't know the situation. I just know that it was, you know, Facebook Lives and all these people saying they saw what happened and da 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 So I don't, you know... I saw the thing saying he had beef, but like in times like these, I mind my suburban business. I feel that. But I'm like, damn, nigga, you could kill in a cookie shop. Niggas really want you gone. Yeah. 
I'm like front like and in front of his wife and daughter too. Sheesh. Like y'all ain't got like and I'm not from no hood, but I'm like, bro. Really? In front of the that's just that's bad for business, fam. Like I at somebody else's place of business in front of this man's family, like y'all ain't got no kind of cooth about nothing. Nothing. Father gone. Husband, brother, son, nephew. Like, just gone. Like, and for what? How much better is your life now that this man is dead? Like, what did you gain? I feel like that Gabrielle Union clip. Did you get the likes? She gets the engagement. Like, what? what was it? Like, is it worth it? Is it? I guess shit. Um, I just. It hurts to just watch this kind of stuff happen. But, like, this is also a man who has evaded death on numerous occasions. Yeah, that one shots joint was wild. Uh, Honey shots. Didn't get touched. Shout out to Bulletproof Cars, (laughs) yo. Glowing endorsement. I'm like, bro, they should should have filmed a commercial right then and there. Man, like this is the man of the people. You hate to see it. You truly hate to see it. Yeah. So I mean, you know. Rest in peace to Dolph. Prayers to his family. Um hopefully like things don't get too stupid. I'm already seeing like retaliation and what have you, but you know. Yeah. Um, all right, goes out to the city of Memphis. Yeah, so not just his family, but just, but the city as well. It's the like these hurt. He's always hurt. So uh, switching gears slightly, um, we had some new music releases. Uh, going back to the beginning of the week, India Sean dropped. Fam, I need it on vinyl. I gotta have it. I, yeah, I gotta have it. It's special. It's special. Um, the highly anticipated Silk Sonic finally gave us what we've been asking for. And I liked it. Like, they dropped all of the songs that I didn't care for first, which I was kind of thrilled once I actually listened to the album, because I was like, yo, if I had heard all my favorite songs first and then listened to this, I would have been disappointed. But, like, even... Like, I didn't really care for Leave the Door Open, but within the context of the album, it grew on me, and I was fine with it. I still don't like smoking out the window, but I can tolerate it, I guess. 
Skate was cool. I just feel like they dropped it too late. Like that should have been a summer tune. It was a summer tune. It was like but late summer. It, too, it was. It was like early August when it dropped. Like that's a that's yeah. a late May record. Like we need that in July. We need, so we can we need that Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we need that at peak hot hours so we can wear our shortest of shorts and go vibe to it. But like they they hit us with it right before back to school sales. So it's like, what do I do with this, man? But um, I'm seeing a lot of takes about oh, it didn't hit for me. Like it sound like old navy music, and it does. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> it does. I could, I, I, I can see it. I ain't gonna lie, it do. Like, <laughs> well, like points were made, but um, like, I'll know. give him the gap. I'll give him the gap. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, give him the gap. Call it out, baby. Like, okay, okay. You did that. You did that. But uh, it lacks soul and da 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 da. And I think people are still kind of stuck on that Bruno Mars appropriation argument. So they can't see anything he does as good. Like they just won't. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Oh, so my take on this album is it's good, but it's too polished. Mm. Like it's real, real shiny. <laughs> uh, it's cool like just dusty this up a bit Let's, you know. and don't get me wrong like they, they had a moment and this is a similar issue I think not an issue but a similar theme with 24 karat magic where you take this um this particular style of music made on equipment that isn't say as high quality as what you have now and uh while we get clearer audio now a lot of the sound isn't it's it's not as warm it's not as warm and what does that mean what i mean is like there is a buzz to say vinyl. There is like a warm, warm sounds like full. Um, it's it's kind of hard to describe. Now thinking about it, but like. It's more of it's more of like a full sound. Like it feels like things are cozy. I guess like this, but as far as the albums go, I'm like, man, if we could just like you know dust this up a little bit, dim up the instruments some. It's like it's very very shiny, like. Motown type shiny, and even still, they had their moments. Like this could still, this could have. It needs some electricity. That's what it is. It's not electric enough. I'm not gonna hold you. I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. You I'm just sorry. you're like describing yeah, it like it needs to be more orange, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> 
No, but I'm saying when I say like, when I say electric, I mean like like an electric guitar mm. or, or like an electric bass, something to give it texture. Okay. Right. It's very smooth and it's very polished and it's very shiny. But like, if you go and you listen to "Leave the Door Open." the song that's the version on the album and then you go back and listen to the live version that they did at the Grammys it's a different take on it it's a lot more soul to it there's a little more texture there different accents got hit and the album it executes well but again it just needs some texture what I will say is, uh, put a smile on. Bruno upped his dosage before he sang that one. I'm not going to hold you. I felt it. And, oh, yeah. and it may just be life, lifing that may, but like, I felt that one. So that, like, I understood the critique about, you know, the old Navy gap. And I, I, I kind of follow your, your line of like, it's too polished, but like that one. They got in the mud with that one. Bruno was singing out. Oof. I know he had the Coke sweats. I know he had it. <laughs> Coke and polyester just going crazy Ooh. in the studio. I know it's more huh. crazy in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. They got squares going. They smoking cigarettes. They got all kinds. Of, yeah, it don't smell wild in there. But... <laughs> But yeah, like no, nah, like everything's well done. Like the music's cool. I always enjoy it. It's just it could use more texture, is what I'm saying. Like I'd like to see this mixed in with say the no worries type shit. Yeah. Cause I, I, I could see where it had like the cheesy kind of quality versus soul. Right, like these sound like a lot of these records border on being serious Lonely Island records, and I enjoyed the Lonely Island. Right, like I'm on a boat was fire, I jizzed in my pants was fun. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, it's like but, if you're trying to recreate a funk era, and you got Bootsy Collins on the intro and like three of the songs, you got to come with. Yeah, I, I get it now. You got to come with some grit. Yeah. Stank it up a bit. Just a touch. Just a touch. And I know y'all can do it, which is why I want it done. Because, you know, Bruno was playing the drums. I mean, not Bruno. Anderson Pot going to play them drums. If he don't do nothing yes, he else, he's going to play them drums. Right. So it's like I could it, it sounded authentic in that regard. It's just I, I get what you're saying now. The production was too too clean and perfect. Right, like it's it, the production had a lot of Bruno in it, and I needed more Anderson Pack. Like Anderson Pack has an album called Love Joy. It's only available on Bandcamp. Um, it's ten dollars. You should definitely go buy it if it's still available. If I'm not mistaken, it should be. But it's similar to what I think. Um, he and Bruno should like with actually be better on just in terms of that 70 soul kind of it being dusty 
real electric, kind of gritty, a lot of textures and stuff, really funky. Cause this shit here is like a lot of talent show music. <laughs> and they're like, and they're both very cheeky. So persona wise, it all works. That's the thing. But everything about them is like like, but everything about them being cheeky feels like a gimmick because they play it up. So the music also feels like a gimmick. And that's where the commercial aspect comes in. Like we know y'all can yeah, we know y'all fire together and we fuck with it. But really sit down and get rid down on this shit. Like the characters are cool. But like, hey, give me something. Like, put this shit in the floor. It's not in the floor. Uh, there was other new music. Let me go back and look. I have been listening to This is Not My Shit. Okay, here we go. So, um, Zia Bell, Fire, um, not my, this is so annoying. So, my Apple Music does this weird thing where it doesn't always log the albums I play. So now I'm sitting up here looking for stuff that I recently played and it's just not there. So we already do we mention India Sean? Because India yes, Sean needs to be mentioned before we go. No, Absolutely. we need to mention it again because we, we started with it but we can mention <laughs> again. She did that. She did that. Alan Stone released a part. It's an acoustic. Um, it's an acoustic album featuring a bunch of songs from uh, previous projects and a couple new joints. His song with Alessia Cara. Shout out to Blue Eyed Soul. It's a quick little banger. Um, Absolutely by Dijon. That shit fire. Um, Rodeo Clown is a heater, absolute heater. Um, the dress is fire. Many like many times he like just run that album. Absolutely by Dijon. Um, what else? Oh, uh. Eric Roberson released a remix to uh, Lessons with Anthony Hamilton, Raheem Devon, and Kevin Ross. Might be the best R&B record of the year. Who? <clears throat> Eric Roberson. Couldn't turn it off for like four days. It was bad. It's like God. It's like God bless the broken road, but for niggas, like it's fire. 
Hmm. I have to look into it. But um. Awesome. Yeah. I'll go ahead. They freed Britney. Your Britney, and I hope she free. gets everything she owes. She's owed everything, everything. And I want mm-hmm. niggas to stop lying on Britney too. So I was like, oh, she she more like Madonna. Her sound more Madonna, bro. When Madonna ever get that much soul, fam? That is a Janet disciple. Address her Ooh. as such. You said who? I said who. If she, yeah, if that ain't, cause I, it's I, obvious. I it's it's clear. It is clear. Like you just go back and listen. Like it, it's scary. Like you listen to the records. I'm like, this is the Janet record. This is a Janet record. Oh wow, this would be a great Janet record. Man, imagine if Janet sang this record. It's Not even young. that. Like you watch her videos on mute. Like, and it's Janet. It's all Janet. over. With the headset and the low rise jeans, and yes, mm-hmm. and the yes. booms and the cats, and the booms and the cats. <laughs> play with your kids. Don't play with me. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's lying on Brit like that. So shout out to her. Shout out to her. Conservatorship. Is being abused daily in this country, and um, like just looking at Britney Spears, right? If you look at her case, it's, she was in this ship thirteen years. Thirteen years, she was under conservatorship care. She might be forty. Mm-hmm. Fam, there are people who are struggling under this stuff. People get getting stolen from the identity, like just wiped out, cleaned out. She's 39. God dang. Dog. She's been under conservatorship since she was like 26. God dang. Had kids and everything. Concern was in the oh my God. And it's just watching her story, I, I'm so glad that she's free. No one deserves to live like that in a human zoo. And like it, it claimed and it's claimed so many lives, and I don't know that people realize how dangerous like just the cult of celebrity is and the effect that it has on people. Like it's great that you were fans of someone's work. But let that be where that shit ends. Please. So shout out to Brittany for getting free and free all my niggas locked in conservatorship who don't need to be there. Yeah, because like, isn't Tony Bennett in conservatorship because he was at some event like last year and it's like it's COVID and he's like 400 years old. Why is he here? It would shock me. I know Nichelle Nichols is in conservatorship and she's fighting her case to prove that she's competent and can take care of herself. And it, 
it's a really it's really really sad like i came across um what it was early in the pandemic or or just before it last year and this documentary on netflix and it's some truly evil shit going on under the i the idea of conservatorship a lot of folks being robbed and kept from their families and and it's just it's all bad so again free all my people locked in conservatorship who don't need to be there yo if i rule the world <laughs> <laughs> imagine that <laughs> oh god um well if all hearts and minds are clear uh I want to wish my sister a very happy belated 25th birthday. Birthday was on Friday. Well, Shout out to her. It's 12.42 on the East Coast on November 18th. So I would like to wish a very happy birthday to me. I love you, me. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm happy proud of you, me. Birthday. I'm on my guap dad at three. Hey. If you're listening to this, you can help me give you a birthday gift from me. Cash at me and I'll stay off the app. I will not tweet. If y'all cash at me. <laughs> You will get your wish of getting me off the app for a day. <laughs> you pick the day. But you know, dollar sign Shawnee, Sean, C H A U N Y, C H A U N. And I'll, I'll, like, y'all been trying to get me out of here. Get me out of here. Put your money where your mouth is. You really want me out of here. You tried to send legends at me, it didn't work. You tried to pack me up for Mob Deep. It didn't work. So now, like, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's try a new approach. But yeah, shout out to all my fellow Scorpios. We run it gang, 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 gang. And yeah, uh, stay tuned. Like we said at the top of the hour, stay tuned. Because we, we got some stuff cooking for y'all. So you're going to want to see that. So everybody be safe. Tell somebody you love them. Not like a, you know, within reason. Like don't, don't be toxic about it though. And don't we'll send it with that future meme. That shit tacky. That shit tacky. Yeah. Also, also before, <laughs> okay. also before speaking of tacky, before, speaking of tacky real quick. To all girl who was like, don't invite me to your birthday dinner if you ain't gonna pay. Stay your tacky ass at home. That's the tackiest, <laughs> most niggardly shit I've heard. And they, I've read in a long time. Like that is some really, really. It's almost some. It's not. It's like when remember when you would go to birthday parties as kids and their parents would pay. It's the same thing. No, it's not. My parents don't have to pay for me more. I'm an adult. Pay your way, you weird ass. Pay away. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come to my skate party at my big age, like yeah, I'll pay for that. Like we can all go skating. Aww. Just like when I was six. Like, not invite me to a dinner and not pay me like and not pay for my meal. It, it's dinner. 
I'm going to be there. I'm inviting you so you can help them pay for me. The objective is for me not to pay. It's my birthday. The hell kind of shit is this? <laughs> kind of backwards ass shit. Why the hell would I invite you out just to pay for you on my birthday? Like it ain't my birthday. I could have done this shit by myself and saved $20. Your company ain't that important. Tacky ass. All right, now hearts and minds are here. <laughs> Again. Stay safe, and we will also, catch y'all wait, next one week. more time. I'm okay. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All I'm right. so sorry to the nigga <laughs> who, who brought the cheesecake to the friends giving with the slice missing. You tacky as hell, too. I don't know who raised you Negroes, but you don't pull up to a potluck or anything close to it with already eating out of food like don't bring no shit that you expect me to eat with with something missing like visibly missing too like you can't even smooth this shit over like nigga bring a whole cheesecake pie and it's the sixth of the damn cheesecake gone tell us i need a damn taste a taste of this a damn piece this is this is this a damn piece bro and it should throw me up. And like that, that should piss me off. I was, I'm like, bro, what kind of tech? I felt like I was in a bad episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> but then, the, but then the other homie pulled up and he justified me. He drove from Arizona with cheesecake on ice, and you know what he didn't do? Have a slice out that motherfucker. <laughs> Why? Because he got class. And he know better than to do that. Like, if you want to be first to taste the cheesecake that you made, cool. Do that at the party. Don't make the cheesecake and then take a slice of the cheesecake and then pack that up and then bring that to me. I don't want that shit. That's yours. I don't know what you did to it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Stop being tacky. All right, now, now, now we clear. You sure? I'm, I'm sure. You sure, sure. I'm positive. positive. <laughs> and another bit, though. <laughs> and on that note, while we have the pause, we will catch y'all next week. Be easy. Had to learn everything I was meant to see wasn't meant for me. Yes, I had to fall many times. Fall in love. Cause all them bruises made me strong enough.